music. It comes in many forms, but it has always been a part of our society. For as long as we've lived, we've listened to music. Happy times like weddings, sad times like funerals, and everything in between, music helps set the mood. Music has evolved as our society has. You can really sort of trace the evolution of our society just by following the music, the top 40, from year to year. I thought it'd be interesting to look at how the last 50 years in music have changed. We all know what we listened to in 2023. Do you know what came out in 1973, 50 years ago? My name is Rocky Streb, and that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about on this episode of the Old Man's Podcast. Get off my grass! Welcome, welcome to the Old Man's Podcast. Coach Streb here, and I am ready to rock and roll, quite literally. That's what we're going to talk about. Music. Now, music means a lot of things to different people, but to me, it has always meant rock and roll, and that's just not going to change. I'm an old man, but I can still rock, and I can roll when I'm trying to get up off the ground. That's probably the best way, just roll over and boost yourself up. Anyway, rock and roll, that is the topic on my mind for this episode. We're going to continue on with our mindset for happiness. This topic is one I have talked about in the past, but I'm going to refine it and polish it up a little bit. We're going to talk about class. We're going to talk about class. I have an I Remember segment. I remember when people used to listen to me. You might have been one of them. And now you're listening to me today. Thank you. I appreciate it very much for being here. A funny thing happened, and it's going to be Uber. Whoops. Uber, Uber, whatever that thing is, makes the great, makes the, Uber makes the podcast on a funny thing happened. And yes, we will be playing Engage Your Brain. Fun, silliness, information, everything we love about the old man's podcast is coming up. Rock and roll is on my mind for this episode. It's January of 2023 when this episode comes out. 50 years ago, I was just about to turn 14. That's a real sweet spot for growing up into your own person. I had just started listening to music. Back then, there were album stores locally. We went to Peaches a lot, but there was others too. I wasn't old enough to drive yet, but had some friends who did. And I'd probably beg my parents of time or two to take me to the record store so I can look and see what there is. I was listening to radio. My parents had bought me a turntable and an 8-track tape deck. So I could always be found listening to the current hits of 1973. And man, it was 50 years ago, which is a long time. That's half of a century. But it seemed like the world of music was just so much different. Coming out of COVID, one of the things I talked about on this podcast was my desire to attend more live music performance. 
been trying, been doing a little bit better, getting to bars and other venues where live music is being performed. My daughter has uh, purchased concert tickets for me for Christmas. Well, as a Christmas present, the concert's actually in July. It's going to be ZZ Top with Leonard Skinner. Man, right in my wheelhouse. 50 years ago, in 1973, what was the music like then? Well, speaking of Leonard Skinner, Freebird came out in 1973. It is one of the most appreciated and well-known guitar anthems, Freebird. You only have to hear a few licks, and you're going to know what it is right away. I guess at one of their concerts, Ronnie Van Zant asked the crowd, what song do you want to hear? In unison, hundreds of people, probably thousands of people in the crowd all yelled out, Freebird. Well, he jumped all over it and did a version of the song that went on for almost 15 minutes. But that tradition of what song would you like to hear, asked by the concert performer, and the concert goers answer Freebird. It doesn't matter who's playing. It's happened to Jackson Brown. It's happened during a Nirvana concert. The performer asks, what song do you want to hear? And the crowd yells back, Freebird. Another one that came out in 1973, Billy Joel, his signature song, The Piano Man, came out in 1973. It's an interesting backstory on this. He was in a really, really low time business stuff, contractual problems. He actually hit out under a fake name and played as a piano man in a lounge. That song is a true story of the characters that he met while he was doing that. How interesting is that? Coming out in 1973 was one of the most popular power ballads of all time. Aerosmith, Dream On. Who doesn't recognize that song? I think one of the most sexiest songs ever was Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. That also came out in 1973. It's got a great melody, got a great rhythm to it, and with that deep voice of his, it sounds really, really good. A band that I went to concerts to when they were here in St. Louis, probably two or three times, the Steve Miller Band, The Joker came out in 1973. There's some phrases in that song that have been in pop culture ever since, well, for the last 50 years. The gangster of love, call me Maurice, joker, smoker, midnight toker, all lyrics that really probably don't make any sense at all, but work. In that song, Edgar Winter had a smash hit in 1973, and as soon as I said that name, I'll bet you know the title of the song. You got it? Frankenstein. A lot of people thought that this title came from its beat, its monstrously heavy beat. It didn't. Back in those days, when they wanted to edit a song, they literally had to cut a tape that it was played on and then splice it together. And they were in there. I guess they had done a lot of takes, and they were trying to splice it all together, get exactly what they wanted. And the drummer of the band just dropped the line, this song's going to be a Frankenstein. And they were putting all these different pieces together. They had a song, but they hadn't had a title. As soon as he said that, they did. Frankenstein, the Edgar Winter Band. 1973 wasn't really post-civil rights, but at that time you didn't have the protest songs like you had in the 60s. But you did have one, Stevie Wonder, 
dared to address racism with a song called Living for the City. If you don't recognize it, get on Spotify or whatever you listen to right now and listen to it. Listen to the words. It's a great recording with a great message and an innovative use of street sounds. There's actually street sounds like honking cars in there. So give it a listen. Stevie Wonder, Living for the City. A real innovative tune came out by Pink Floyd, Money. Yeah, you recognize that right away. And the first sound you heard in your head as soon as I said money was that cash register sound, right? The song Money was really cleverly put together. You hear rattling coins, of course, a cash register. Sounds like ticket counting machines. Just integrated into the music. Very clever, very well written, very well performed, and it still works. Pink Floyd, Money. Gladys Knight had a hit come out in 1973. It was called Midnight Train to Georgia. When I was reading this article, I didn't know this, Jim Weatherly is the titled songwriter, and originally he wrote it as Midnight Train to Houston. The title was inspired by a phrase used by a friend of his, actress Farrah Fawcett. Jim Weatherly cut the song first as a country version but almost as soon as he did, he got a call from Sissy Houston. You recognize that name. That's Whitney Houston's mom. She wanted to record it with an R&B flair. But she asked that in order to avoid the redundancy of Sissy Houston doing Midnight Train to Houston, she asked if she could change the title to Georgia. He understood. He allowed it. The rest is history. 1973 was a peak year for Gladys Knight and the Pips, and the midnight train to Georgia made that happen. Here's another one that you'll immediately recognize, and you'll hear it in your head as soon as I say it. Live and Let Die. Paul McCartney and Wings wrote that theme song for a James Bond movie by the same title, Live and Let Die. He was actually asked to write the title song for the previous James Bond movie, Diamonds Are Forever, but he wasn't able to do it because he didn't have time. He was he was involved in other projects at that time and couldn't do it, so they came back for the next movie, Live and Let Die, and asked him to do that, and he did. He did the soundtrack. He was nominated for an Oscar. He did not win it. He had some pretty stiff competition. Barbara Streisand in the movie and the title song, The Way We Were, won the Academy Award that year, but still, that's a pretty darn good song right there. Live and Let Die. So those are some great songs that kind of define for us or wrap up what 1973 was like. 2023 is a lot different, and so is the music. Now, I'm no expert on music. I don't know much about music. I just know I like to listen to it. I pretty much always listen to classic rock, although I'll listen to other genres from time to time. There are two more bits I would love to do on music, but I need some help from somebody out there. I have two storylines, first one being, is rock and roll dead? And the other storyline, is this the golden age of music? I question both of those things. I wonder sometimes if rock and roll is not dead. It may be. I have reasons for saying that. And I very much like the contemporary music that we listen to. So is this actually, possibly, the golden age of music? I have some thoughts on that too. 
both of these topics, I need somebody to, let's just say, play with. If you are interested in joining me on a discussion on either one of these topics or both at two different times, and this would be especially great if you have some kind of music knowledge or experience, you are a musician, something along those lines, please get a hold of me and join me for a podcast episode talking about is this the golden age of music and is rock and roll dead? It's very easy to do. All I have to do is text you a link, and we can connect over the phone, and you can talk to me just like you're sitting next to me. Hardly anybody will know the difference. There's several ways to get a hold of me. If you don't know how to, you can go on Facebook, post on there. I'll see it. You can email me. That's probably the easiest. The old man's email at yahoo.com. All one word, no apostrophe, just straight up. The old man's with an S, email at yahoo.com. You can also leave me voice messages on the pod page website and on the Anchor app if you're using Spotify. I'd really love to have somebody join in with me. If you like music at all, you're perfect. If you can speak mostly English, you know I can't speak great English, but if you can speak mostly English and you like to talk about music, you're in. You're hired. you got to meet all the qualifications. Get a hold of me, please. I remember when people used to listen to me. Have you been in that same boat? Do you sometimes feel like nobody listens to anything you have to say? I've found myself saying that more and more. In fact, I've found myself in some pretty peculiar situations I'll be talking to the people that I'm with and standing at a counter getting ready to purchase something, ice cream cone, whatever. And I'm talking to that person still. And the server on the other side of the counter starts to look at me weird. And now I figure out why. Because I'm talking to nobody. There's nobody there. The conversation that was started as I'm continuing, I guess it ended. And nobody let me know. That is quite literally no one listening to me. It's also a metaphor, isn't it? You feel like you've handing out advice, whether it's been solicited or not. Things go bad for somebody, and here you are wondering, maybe saying out loud, no one listens to me. At work, I mean, I was not the most important guy in the world, but I had a job where people counted on me and took consultation from me and asked questions and wanted to hear what I had to say. In fact, the things that I had to say oftentimes affected their lives. So since I had a large number of people really depending on my word, I had people that were listening to me. And I didn't appreciate it at the time. I wish I did. Because then, all I remember doing is complaining. Can't these people follow simple instructions? Why do they got to keep asking questions? Can't these people do anything on their own? Tell you what, right now, I think I'd love to have those days back. I mean, at least somebody knew I was talking. Somebody wanted to hear me. So if you're retired and you've noticed that in your life too, suddenly you feel like you're less important, or you're looking at retirement in the near future or long, long away, just keep that in mind. You're going to get to the point where you're not near as important to people as you once were. Because nobody's counting on you like they did when you were working. 
I guess these days I have to have a podcast or something to have people want to listen to what it is I have to say. I don't get that many listeners, but I do get enough to make me feel important again. Thank you so much for all of you taking the time to listen to me. I hope it's worth your while. If you feel like it is, could you please pass it on to friends, family, anybody you know. It's really easy to do. You can tell them to go to the Facebook page, that the Old Man's Podcast Facebook page, and there you can pretty much get connected to anything you want. I have a website on PodPage. I'm on Instagram at the Old Man's Adventures. Twitter is the Old Man Tweet One. Lots of ways to get connected to the Old Man's Podcast. You can listen to this podcast. I don't know what app you're listening to it on, but pretty much every podcast delivery app there is has the Old Man's Podcast on it. So please pass it on. I appreciate it. One more thing. You can subscribe to this so it gets downloaded automatically to your phone or your device. You don't have to listen to it right away. You don't have to listen to it all. I guess you could delete it without listening to it. But so you don't forget, you could subscribe. I have several podcasts that I'm subscribed to that download, and sometimes I don't get to them for quite some time afterwards. Okay, that's enough commercials. Let's move on with the episode. Alright people, gather around. Coach has got a pep talk for you. Happiness is a mindset, and it's a mindset that is hard to find. Being unhappy, being miserable, that's really easy. An unhappiness mindset is kind of a natural thing for people. We complain, we make excuses, we do all kinds of things that will make us unhappy. On the flip side, being happy with your lot in life, with your position and what you do, that takes work. And it is a mindset. So each week, we have the conversation about striving for this mindset, this mindset that will make us happy. I like to start off with a quote, and I've got one from one of my childhood heroes, NFL quarterback Roger Staubach. Class is striving hard to be the best at what you do while taking the needs of others into consideration. Now, I've talked about class on this podcast before. I know I had dropped that word with a young kid, and he didn't really understand what the word class means, and it is difficult to define. I think Roger Staubach has done a great job doing it with this quote. Class is striving hard to be the best at what you do, while taking the needs of others into consideration. So what he's saying is part of class is sacrificing. Sacrificing maybe what you want or what you think you need for the wants and the needs of others. Class is out there, man. We see it all over the place. There are all kinds of examples of classy people. They're not all NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Roger Staubach. They're not even all athletes. They're entertainers. They're musicians. And believe it or not, they're not all famous. Lots of people that are just us regular Joes exhibit class in the most perfect way. The interesting thing about class is it doesn't take any extra time. It doesn't cost you any extra money to be classy. How does class give us this mindset for happiness? It's pretty simple. If you have poise and you can concentrate 
it's going to help you have much more positive experiences in your life. You'll be confident and you'll be living your potential, doing things that you should be doing, and you'll be motivating those around you to live up their potential as well. Being a leader is part of the mindset for happiness. This will give you an edge over those that waste their energy wondering why things have gone bad. They're classless. If you forget the past, forget the mistakes, real or imagined, and you're ready to move on, that is class. Class is easy to describe, but it's impossible, I think, to define. Being classy is an intangible. There's personality traits that make us classy that are in high demand, but it's also rare to find that truly classy person, especially the higher they achieve, whether it's financially or in the professionally in the business world, athletes, musicians, entertainers, that kind of stuff. Finding people that, that have reached what we consider to be a high level that are classy, that's a rarity. Class is being a good person. It's a human trait. It's being considerate of humanity. It's taking responsibility for any consequences of any actions that you may even regret. It's being considerate to others. You have class if you show pride, humility, poise, and display self-confidence, all without being arrogant. Class always shows whether things are going well for you or not. In fact, sometimes class shows best when things are going bad. People can tell instantly if you have class by seeing how you interact with others. If you have class, you don't need much of anything else to be happy in life. And if you don't have class, well, you're not ever going to find true happiness. Fame, fortune, trophies, and glory are all fine, but they alone won't give you class. Only you can give yourself class. Yay! All right, folks, let's play Engage Your Brain, that weekly activity I like to do on the Old Man's Podcast that reminds all of us, me included, that we need to do brain engagement activities each and every day. Don't forget to do that. you got to keep it sharp. Today's trivia questions are sports-related. That's right, James, we are talking about sport, one of your favorite topics. Let's see how you do on this one. Let's start with an Olympics question, track and field specifically. In the decathlon, what is the very first event? The first event to be run, I'm giving you a hint there, in the decathlon, that probably did it. It's the one that goes the fastest. That's probably why they start with it. It's the quickest. It's the shortest. It's the 100-meter dash. I don't think they say dash. That's what I say because it's old school. I think they just call it. 100 meters. Okay, next one. Which sporting event was the BBC, that's the British Broadcasting Corporation, it was their first ever color transmission in 1967? This question is easier than you think. What would the BBC, British Broadcasting Company, what would they be broadcasting? It had to be something in England. It would look cool in color, 
because the surface is green. The playing surface is grass. It's the Wimbledon Tennis Tournament. That's right. Did I walk into the answer, or did you get it on your own? Go to bowling. Bowling's a sport. I know, it's an activity. You know, it's sweat. But the older I get, the more bowling seems like a sport. What is a perfect score in bowling? How many points, if you hit nothing but strikes for an entire game, you have a perfect score? What is that score? Now, you either know it or you don't. If you know it, you've already answered it, and you're ready to go on. If you don't, you're just guessing. The answer is 300. 300 is a perfect score in bowling. Scoring in bowling, to me, is a mystery. I don't know how to keep score there. If I did, it wouldn't matter, because I'm never going to get nothing but strikes anyway. Okay, tennis. This is a three-letter word. It's the name given to a replayed point in tennis. What three-letter word is the name given to a replayed point in tennis? And I'll give you a hint. You would replay the point because the ball hit the net, still went over, landed in fair territory, if that's a phrase you can use in tennis. I don't know if it is. That would be called a let. So if you're serving, you hit the net, it goes in the box, we call it a let, and that point is replayed. Not really a point, you just replay it. You get your first serve back all over again, like a do-over. If it hits the net and goes over and lands in the box like it's supposed to. Final question, one of my favorite sports, boxing. This heavyweight boxer had a nickname. It was the real deal. Do you know which heavyweight boxer was known as the real deal? He was also on an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Pretty cool dude. His name, Evander Holyfield. The real deal. Did you know that? That's our trivia for this episode. And don't forget, make sure that you do something to engage your brain each and every day. The Old Man's Podcast. This is where I make friends everywhere I go. And as you've often heard, funny things happen to me along the way. That's kind of what I mean about making friends everywhere I go. So here's the story. We're on a trip. We're at a hotel and probably the hot tourist area to go to is about uh, less than 10 miles away, 8 miles away. I got a good parking spot at the hotel, and I'm going to have to find parking at the tourist location we're going to go to. At that kind of distance, an Uber is pretty cheap ride, probably cheaper than parking. So that's the route I'm going to go. We call an Uber, we get to the destination, we get out, have our fun, do our stuff, to see the things we got to see, spend the money we got to spend. Then it's time to go back to the hotel. So I'm going to call an Uber. We're standing on the corner. The street's pretty crowded. I'm keeping our eyes out for the Uber that's supposed to be coming. And naturally, I'm getting silly after having been there for quite some time. And looking at my app, you know how it's spelled, right? U-B-E-R. Uber. It's spelled Uber. I know it's pronounced Uber. That's how, at least how people say it. But it's spelled U-B-E-R. That's Uber. If you wanted it to be Uber, you'd put like those two dots over to you. What is that, an umla? 
that'd be Uber, right? So I yell out to the party with me, hey, you guys, keep an eye out for the Uber. It's uh, whatever the make was. I was looking at the app. Well, this lady standing near me heard me say that. And she doesn't know me, so she doesn't know that I'm just being silly. I know it's not Uber, it's Uber. But until I spell it right, I think I might just go with Uber. She decides she's going to correct me. And she does. She says, oh, no, no, no. It's pronounced Uber. Now, at this point, I'm going to have a little bit more fun, right? She wasn't being really rude, but she didn't know me. She didn't need to step in and correct my pronunciation of Uber. I said, no, it's spelled U-B-E-R. That's Uber. U-U-Ber. If it wanted to be an Uber, they'd have put an O-O in front of it. It would be Uber. She kind of looked sideways, tilted her head a little bit. She said, no, I'm really sure it's pronounced Uber, and it's spelled U-B-E-R. So I hit her with the old tomato, tomato, what's the difference? Say it however you want. It's a car coming to pick us up. She got a little huffy with me there and kind of stormed off. I didn't really mean for that to happen. I was just trying to have some fun. Come on, people, where's your sense of humor? It's Uber, U-B-E-R. But if it's going to make you angry, okay, I'll pronounce it Uber just to make everybody happy. The Old Man's Podcast, making friends everywhere I go. Well, there's that sound. Tells us this old man has got to go. You don't need to know my personal business, but I'm just saying. The podcast has come to a conclusion. This is a point at which I thank you for being here. And I do. I thank you very much. I look forward to doing this again next week on the next episode of the Old Man's Podcast. Please come back and give it a listen. In the meantime, over the course of this next week, please be safe and remember to live, love, and play boldly. Get off my grass! Damn kids.